yeah, I want to squat 500 pounds. Mm -hmm. Are you prepared to potentially gain some weight? Are you prepared to run slower? The actual goal is I want to be, I'm making this up, 7% body fat, okay? We can probably do that, but Jack was like, that's going to come at the expense of like, you're probably not going to feel as powerful. The, I think about it like as that game with the beads that you slide to the left and the right. Yeah. You, have a, you only have a fixed number of, you have a finite number of beads. So when you start to move them to one side, you're losing beads on the other side. Welcome to the Fit Town Podcast. I'm here with Coach Jack, How's Coach Andrew, hey. Coach Josh. I've never done an intro before. It's the first time. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, today, man, I feel that felt really great. Less nervous than I thought. Good. Yeah, good. We can it's like you have experience being <laughs> in front of plenty of people. I've listened to Andrew once. do this like 50 times, so I just like remember. Should have wanted the drum solo. Would have been way better. They're just obnoxious. <laughs> is that is that going to be our new intro? You do like a drum solo, so instead of it being like the deer, 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 or whatever, it's it's. You ever watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Have you ever seen Aqua Teen Hunger Force? No idea. He I'd... does like an audible. He does like a vocal guitar solo, and, he, and he's like, you know, uh, kind of like <laughs> yeah. romanticizing like his girlfriend. He's like, boom, bam, doom, bam, bam, Willy Wah, and she's like. Oh yeah, baby. That's the stuff. <laughs> that's, that's immediately what I thought about. Uh, all right, we got to reel in. We're not. We've already off to, off topic. So today, uh, yesterday in class, I uh, kind of observed and was brought into a discussion uh, with Coach Jack about a client having specific goals, and then us kind of like peeling back maybe what it means in order to achieve those goals. And if you're at the gym, I feel like you're you probably have goals. Maybe not, but most of us coming in are like, I'm at the gym for a purpose. And over time, those purposes change and evolve, which is great. It means we're growing and we're, we're keeping continuing growth. Um, but like the further you do that, the more sacrifices generally come with attaining those goals. So kind of talking about that and I think diving right in with setting specifics of the goals and how and why we would set those goals. Yeah. Who was the client? You don't have to say the client or what was the situation? <laughs> I was like, this is where, this is where, blast. This is where you see the mouth moving. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, so uh, this person is uh, a long-standing client of mine. Uh, definitely deals with some, uh, I'd say, like body image issues. He's always kind of uh, talked to me about, oh, I want to be this percentage of body fat, like let's say, let's say an arbitrary number here where it's 12% body fat. And it's always, it's always been that conversation of why 12? And, and it's what, and we've always had to kind of go back into this conversation of, are you willing for other things to suffer in order for you to get there? Whether that's your quality of life, your performance when you're playing the sports that you like to play, um, also your performance in our sessions. Like, do you like how everything feels now or do you, are you willing to take that down a notch, cut something else back in order to get your, yeah. uh, in order to get there? So this particular client um, is on a journey right now of weight loss or just really not, I wouldn't say like weight loss, weight loss, like massive goals here, but um, has been dwindling themselves down 
um, has been trying to put on muscle mass. It's <laughs> a bad way to put it. Yeah, it <laughs> really sad. He's <laughs> <laughs> dwindling away, <laughs> dwindling down their numbers and eating, trying to bring their weight down, but not trying to do it quick is what I was trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so, um, so yeah, basically, um, you know, they're doing a good job. They were seeing a lot of weight loss. Then all of a sudden they plateaued. Uh, they were seeing exactly the trends they wanted. They saw down in body fat, up in muscle mass. It was really good. Everything was going great. And then they hit a plateau. And then I definitely think that this plateau came as like, oh, I need to change something up. Right. So he changed something up, went down in calories, and is now down to like a weight that they haven't been to in a while. And so this person is now at 194 and a half pounds, which is like awesome. I have, and the statement was, I haven't been under 195. And I can't remember how long. They said, but they were like, I haven't been underneath 195. It feels good. And it's like, okay, good. It feels good. And they're like, I want, I want to get More. down to 190. And exactly, it's, it's why? Why do you want to? Yeah. And there's, and I feel like people will get this feeling of like, I want this thing just to be like, it, it's a made up thing that they want to You're do. just chasing that dragon that you never catch, you know? Yeah. That, that next thing. Like, you people have set the, the, the goal of, like, I want to squat 300 pounds, and then you squat it, and it's like immediately, it's not good enough anymore. I want and to you squat 315. <laughs> yeah. Which really should have been your goal at the beginning. Three <laughs> plates is really what you want. Yeah. You don't squat 300. Yeah, you want the three wheels. So, so like, contextually, I think it's important that the, the client here that we're discussing, we're just going to call him Bob. I think that's good. We have a reference. Yeah, Bob. So, Bob uh, is already a pretty fit dude. He's long, <laughs> you mentioned long term client. And early on when you're doing goals, it's pretty easy to improve at a lot of things at one time. You can get stronger, you can get faster, you can get better looking, you can grow your hair back. <laughs> you don't have to make any sacrifices at all, basically. It's just all of this is coming and we really get kind of addicted to that. But this, but Bob is, already has his stuff together. So for Bob to, he gets better, 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 better. Now he's at this point where in order for this to improve, these things or some of these things are going to have to probably decrease or suffer. Mm -hmm. And like we touched on before we talked or before we went into this was like, it could be lifestyle. It could be performance. So it could be his strength going down in order for him to get leaner. It could be, he doesn't get to go out for drinks with family or friends or, you know, social hour could be skipping that chocolate chip cookie on the weekends. Um, and I think it's important for people to like recognize that before we go down that journey and and really good on that so so how have you talked to bob and what has the progress been like yeah so i mean you were part of this particular conversation with bob um bob it's <laughs> so much more harder for me to say because <laughs> i just want to say the uh the actual name but yeah so bob i mean the conversation started as like they said that and then i brought you into it because i was like you're a pretty good example they said this per i mean it's a tall guy too so i said why 190? I was like, one, I'm, I'm like, I'm like four inches shorter than you. Yeah. Like three, four inches shorter than you. And I weigh almost that. You're and five I'm, or six inches shorter than Bob, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. At least, at least six. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I was like, I weigh 185. Yeah. And I know that you have more muscle mass than me and we're approximately the same height. So I brought you over and I was like, maybe you weigh, which you weigh pretty close to it like the number that he wants to get to, which is 190, and you weigh like 188, you said? Yeah, I'm under 190. Yeah, so you're under 190, and I'm like, you're very lean, right? You, and so is, he, and he's not extremely lean like you are, because he's not like a competitive athlete. Sure. Um, or he hasn't been a competitive athlete, but the conversation's just like, what are you wanting out of it? 
And yeah. what we've, I mean, I've, got, I've dug in with him is that there's this underlying thing that is making him feel inadequate if he's not this particular thing in the mirror. Right. And that's where we've tried to steer the conversation of, you play tennis, you come in here, you lift weights, you, we do sprint work, we do all these things to make you better when you play tennis. And you're just doing that for fun too. Right. But you also enjoy the amount of food that you're eating. You're telling me right now that when you go to bed at night, you're starving and that you don't sleep as well as you were. And this is before. since the new adjustment. Exactly, this is since the adjustment. So they were, when, they were, when Bob was eating better, uh, or eating more, not necessarily eating better, well, was better because he was feeling better. But when he was eating more, he felt great. But that's when he plateaued. And he was like, right. oh, but I want to continue this journey down in weight. So they cut back, and now he's coming back down a little bit. Um, but yeah, so then it's like you're already seeing negative signs of what this could be doing right. for your body as far as how you feel in your day-to-day -day life, how you feel when you're playing tennis, when you're in here. So what is really the point of doing that other than to mark off a random thing that you're going to hit, you're going to bump up against it for a little bit, right. and then ultimately find that that's not the thing that you want to do, and then you're going to have to come back into the yeah. center. And are we going to keep playing this game of the bumpers? What's the big goal? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, if your goal is to get into the centerfold for GQ magazine and pose for, you know, Calvin Klein <laughs> underwear, then yeah, you got to be 7% body fat. I totally get that. But Otherwise, yeah, that's that's something I think it. about is like when when is that goal justified? Because right. I think as as coaches, we don't want our immediate reaction to be no, you shouldn't have that goal. Of course. And yeah. but I think what's tricky about weight, especially, is that weight has a sort of a bell curve, an ideal spot you'd want to be. Like you don't want to be zero pounds because you'd be dead, right? And so dead. like you could make the argument with the back squat. I think. Yes, intuitively we think, okay, if I have a thousand pound back squat, there's probably a trade-off to that. But when you step back, you could make the argument that no, more is better with a back squat. With right. weight, you can't make that argument because at some point there's no more you. And so there is this sweet spot for each person that less is not always equal to better right. in that regard. And so that I think is where it can be such a tricky goal. But then I also think if someone, if, if, I, if someone does have a really clear why behind that, maybe they are like a model or they need to sure. be at that for, you, you know, you have to be a certain weight to be competitive in, right. in what you're trying to do, um, then I want to support that too. Yeah, I think as long as the goal is, you know, uh, Jack used the term like an arbitrary number and having at least some substance behind that, even, even if for a split second in the back of my head, I find that goal to be trivial. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if that's an important goal to you, that that's as a coach, I wanna be there to support mm -hmm. that goal. Um, but I definitely want clients, as those goals get bigger and more difficult, I want them to understand that's coming at an expense. One of the toughest things I think in the gym that I see is people are like, I wanna, um, I wanna lose body fat, I wanna get better at gymnastics, and I wanna improve my Olympic lifting. And I'm like, okay, well, a couple of those go together. Like if we lose body fat, there's a good chance gymnastics are gonna improve even with little to no skill improvement because your body weight is gonna probably go down. But if your body weight goes down and your mass goes down, it's gonna be difficult to also improve Olympic lifting because you're likely gonna lose some power output, um, at least power output over time. And so 
that frustrates people. And, and you can see that like initially they'll tell you that that's totally fine. But then when it starts happening, they're like, well, I hit a PR on t uh, Toes Bar on Monday, but then I couldn't hit my old max on Friday on my snatch. And I'm like, well, we, you know, we, we kind of can't do, you can't get better at everything. And I wish that you could, trust me. I really <laughs> wish that I could just get better at everything at one time, but you really have to pick and find that balance for you of where are you the most happy? And I think it's important for people to understand there's no right answer to that. It's just you. It's, if you're super happy at 6% body fat and never going out for alcohol and eating really strict every day, and that's what really brings you joy, I'm not going to tell you that's not cool. I'm not going to be like, that's dumb. Like, that's great. Yeah, some people thrive in that, yeah. that sense of discipline. They're they genuinely more happy with that. Yes, and that's what I want to do is fill your cup. Some people are like, man, I want to get really thin. I want to PR my mile, and I also love spaghetti. I'm like, well, it's going to be tough. Like, <laughs> where are you willing to give up, and what are you willing to shift? Um, I think also to look at, look at what the path is to get there, and are you going to be able to get some sense of enjoyment from the path? And so you brought up the person who wants to get better at gymnastics and lifting. And a common situation we'll hear is the person who wants to get better at gymnastics, but hates working on it. Yeah. And so there is a balance there. Like, yes, we want to push you out of your comfort zone, but are you going to enjoy to some degree spending three to four days a week on extra work of gymnastics? Or are you just going to be hating life because of that? Yeah. That to me is like so expandable to life. Uh, as a young person trying to think like, what do I want to do for a living? I wish someone would have given me advice earlier that you can do some, you should do something you at least kind of enjoy because to be successful at anything, you're going to have to work hard. Mm -hmm. So you need to like it a little bit. Like don't pick something that you hate and then have to work hard at it. That's not going to be fun. <laughs> like you might as well be like, oh, I kind of enjoy this, but also know that even though it is, it is fun as a hobby. I'm gonna have to make it work to succeed at it. So for me, like the balance was maybe not picking my favorite thing in the world to do as a career because it could potentially become unfun making it work. Yeah. But it needs to be something I really do enjoy at a high level. And then I'm willing to dig in and grind when it's rough and also like still enjoy the process of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going through that right now with, I'm two weeks away from the marathon. First one I signed up for. And actually our, our last podcast from a few months back really got me to sign up because I was like, I've been saying I'm gonna do it, I signed up. So I'm doing it in two weeks. And I initially, one of my motivations for the marathon, my two big motivations, one was I've always kind of had in the back of my mind that I wouldn't do it, that it's kind of like, not that it's impossible for me, that it's just, but yeah, in a way I felt that. And so part of me is like, no, you can do it and let's prove that you can do it to yourself more than anybody else. But the second thing was, is I play soccer once a week and I was starting to run on the side a little bit more and I was really enjoying it and I was feeling better in soccer. And so I wanted the marathon as sort of a goal to keep me, to help me carve out the time for something that I was enjoying running and to help improve my soccer. Now that I'm getting into the training and what I found is that like, I've actually really enjoyed these like six to eight mile runs. Now that I'm getting up in the 12 plus mile runs, it's like, it takes a big chunk of your day you and then you have, to, yeah. you have to figure out how you're gonna fuel mid run and there's all these other variables that you add into it. And so now I'm realizing, okay, maybe 
like what I originally thought I would want to do maybe one to two marathons a year just to keep up this cardio base. And now I'm like, okay, maybe that looks more like one to two half marathons a year because that's going to keep my enjoyment of running while still challenging me too. That's not easy, right. but it's still going to, it's still going to challenge me in the way that is most enjoyable to me and is going to keep me engaged with it. I think that you signing up for the marathon though is so valuable to learn for me. Right. Least, I have to go through it. I now, have to go I, too far and you have to go through exactly. it. See it through and then you can always reel it in. Exactly. But you know, like, and I, maybe I will learn something different. Right. Like I'm not married to that thought process right now, but that's just kind of the underlying feeling I've had. But yeah, I'm not backing down. I'm going to finish yeah. this, training this marathon. Training for the games, realize, it really showed me how much I do love training. I don't want to train for six hours a day. Yeah. Like, and I had to do that for an extended period of time to be like, okay, I'm doing this more than I really am having a great time with it. It is work. I'm going to see it through. I'm going to do my absolute best. And then I'm reeling it back in. I'm going to keep on be uncomfortable. I'm going to still push myself, but like, it does not need to be at that level. Yeah. And I think you have to assess payoff with that. Like if you're doing it professionally, if right. you're a LeBron James or a Tom Brady, you, you are going to be severely imbalanced and you will probably push those levels of discomfort yeah. because the payoff is there, not just, you know, financially, but what you can do. Yeah. You know, I think full for, circle. It wasn't worth, it wasn't worth the lifestyle sacrifices. You know, the, the trade-off cost for me was the opportunity cost wasn't worth it. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you just might find that you get what you need. You get what you need. <laughs> <laughs>